Hey everybody, welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You got Massey and a special guest today. <laughs> me. It's me. <laughs> it is my wife. She is a very special guest. I'm really excited about this because uh, we don't ever get to do this much. Now, we've done lives before. We've yeah, done... he's always begged me to come on. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I actually I'm have, good. and she don't care about what we do here, and I'm noticing Ouch. that more and more. I'm kidding. No, she's she's amazing. We're so glad she's here. But guys, we got a lot to talk about on this show. Obviously, we're seeing a lot going on with a national election. There's a huge yeah. election going on. Everybody focuses on these elections and stuff like that. We're focusing on especially um, Amy, you know, Amy Coney Barrett. We're focusing on uh, all these different things that are going on outside. But then all of a sudden, we just for a long time didn't really think about the local elections, and we yeah. want to kind of cover yeah. that. So as we go into this intro, I want my wife to tell you all about what we have to offer because she's it yeah nothing like being put on the spot i thought he was going to do the quote unquote intro but apparently i am it's kind of the intro um but for starters if you want to find out more about us go to the selfevidenttruth.com we also have an apparel website which has our highly fashionable t-shirts hats sweatshirts at 1776truth.store and the most important thing, on Thursday, October 29th, so that is this coming Thursday, we are doing a Live Liberated online conference. And so you can register for that at our apparel, 1776truth.store. You can register for that. It's $20. It will be a two-hour conference. Both Massey and Mike are going to speak. And we're super excited. This is our first one. But in 2021, we will be doing these on a quarterly basis and really going into more in-depth, specific topics. This one's kind of... Um, a general overview of what is happening, a pre-election conference. So that's exactly. what this one is. But there's so many other personal issues um, that we're going to be talking about in these conferences. So stay tuned for that. But register for this one. We're super excited about it. We actually are um, have a number of people registered already, but we're super excited because there's a whole school registered up in New York. So that's exciting. Yeah, it's really cool. She's yeah. got like 20 students yeah. registering for this. And the topic yeah. is... What is liberty and how does it apply today? Yeah. So all of these conferences were going online now because um, traveling obviously stopped this year. So uh, people got used to the online conference type thing. So you guys want to sign up for that again, go on to 1776truth.store, mm -hmm. 1776truth.store, and you guys can sign up. Got a few days left for it. We're really excited. Uh, and, it, and it's just a good way to support the ministry, really, honestly. Yeah. And you get some information too. Right. So right, right. if you guys notice, we're changing this podcast studio slowly, slowly, slowly slowly but surely can it's almost done you can't even see the pictures know, up here though we just we put some really cool but we got some cameras coming in it's really really guys i'm really excited god's just moving us up uh and thank you for that lisa yes the the bricks look fantastic fantastic <laughs> made in china That's huge china right so what are we talking about today the federal election's coming up but there was this point that carrie and i reached when we traveled a lot i'm just gonna be honest with you guys we used to do what everybody else really does. We would cap on things. We would get frustrated with things. Um, I remember for a long time, I'd be like, man, where is the church in this whole situation? What are we doing? And I felt like the Lord tell me, uh, I, I, was, I was driving, I think it was to Michigan one time, and I felt like, I don't know if you guys have ever felt this before, he slapped me on the back of the head, and I, I, I felt it for, for just, just, just how he said it this way. He said to me, you're prophesying your own death. You're prophesying the church's death. And you the got nation. and the nation basically yeah. saying the church isn't doing its job. And I felt like he told me there are 7,000 that haven't bowed the knee to bail. And ever since that time, that was probably about eight years ago, maybe seven, eight years ago that I felt that. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought, you know what? We've got to start pro prophesying life into these guys. The fact, I mean, would you ever go to a cemetery and go, man, they're dead. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They're dead. You know what I mean? No, they're not. Right. I mean, yes, they are. What I'm saying is you're prophesying the obvious, but we got to prophesy life. And so, um, my wife was was driving around several years ago uh, with a friend, uh, and you had said something to her about local elections. I want you to kind of tell yeah, a story so and kind of get into it. Yeah, so back in 2016, and that's actually the year that self-evident started, Massey had been talking about, well, even before then, but um, specifically in 2016, because that was the first Trump election, and we would talk about states' rights and how, so government, the way that our nation is set up is kind of like a pyramid yep. we think in terms of a pyramid that the federal government is the big and the local state elections is the small but how our government was set up is it's kind of an upended pyramid where the totally local government the state government is supposed to be more powerful than the federal government 
And so we had been talking about, Massey had been talking about for years about states' rights, local government, and yep. how that's important. Yep. So I was riding, driving um, on a three-hour trip with a friend who is a very prominent in the Republican yes. circles. And I won't name names because I respect this person more than worse than say, um, and their fight for our freedom. But totally. we were, I was talking to her, and, Trent, and this was all about Trump, 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 and I said... The reality, <gasps> though, is <laughs> the reality, though, is, is that local elections, local politics, local uh, elections are more important than our federal. And, and I went through the whole thing of why and states rights and how they actually affect what happens in our daily lives here. They can. And that's what they're supposed to happen. And, it, and the response was kind of like, yeah, 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 but Trump, 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 Trump. And it kind of like opened my eyes to realize that that is kind of the general consensus of how we view Americans view government. Exactly. That was in 2016. So fast forward 2020, I saw this meme, and we, I think we posted it on our um, social media page, that the blessing in 2020 was that it opened people's eyes to see that there's a local government. There is a local government. I never <laughs> heard anyone talk about county commissioner meetings, school board meetings, ma uh, local and state mandates, like city council yeah, meetings. Yeah. So the blessing all these in things. 2021 or 2020 was it opened people's eyes, like, oh, there is a thing as local politics. Yeah. By the way, what we want you to do is comment where you're from below because there's a lot that's going on. Please share this video with your friends. Yes. The more you share it, the more it gets out there. The more it gets out there, the more the truth gets out there. Guys, we're not coming to you. Uh, with words of, uh, uh, you know, vain men's wisdom. We're coming to you with the spirit of God, with the word of the Lord, and it's transforming people. And that's what this is about. So please share this video. And I want you to continue. I'm sorry, I never said that before. So please yeah, share. No, and, uh, so we just, I wanted to break down. We wanted to break down, okay, what is the role? What is the role of the county commissioner? And what do they have the Come ability on. to vote on, to do, that will yeah. affect you and me on a daily basis? Come on. What does the school board have? Yep. And I, we were talking about this today. I back in 2016, I yep. talked about local elections and how they were pro important because I Truth. knew that they were important. But I honestly had no idea what the school no board clue. voted on and what they did. The county committee. I don't. I mean, I'm just in the same lump as most people. I don't know, but I know what's important. And so we started doing our research. And actually, Massey and um, our church, Pastor Todd and Pastor Jan, and a bunch of people have got super involved in local politics. And I mean, even just recently, you guys went to so a here's, so here's what's funny. Yeah. yeah, Martin County stopped it, the mask mandate. They finally they let us have our freedoms back. We never lost them. They just think somehow that because they're in position that they're going to take away our freedoms. And it's funny if you watch the movie Brave already said, you think that your position uh, provides you, uh, you think the people here provide you with position. He said, your position is here to provide the people with freedom mm -hmm. and I go Amen. make sure they have it. So that's the problem with American politics today, local politics. They think because they have position, they can control your life and they can't. So once the mask mandate was done and we were there and, and, and ironically, and I'm not saying this is a mean thing. I'm saying this is a way to start praying into the church and getting them involved. Now mm -hmm. we need to do it. Sometimes we were the only church at these county council meetings represented, right. right? It just, it's the truth. And how many churches do we have in Martin County, right? Mm -hmm. And they weren't coming. They weren't coming right. to the meetings or they weren't speaking, yeah. right? But then directly after that, they're trying to pass an ordinance to have LGBTQ month. Through the to, school board. Through, through the school yeah. board. So I'm thinking, dude, if it's... It, Thomas Jefferson once said, eternal vigilance is the price of freedom, mm. right? And if we're... If, how ironic it is that we want the nation to change so we better elect President Trump but we don't even know much about our own backyard. Yeah. So we're trying to fix the forest when we can't even right. mow our own yard. Right. And speaking of that, eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. Is that what you said? So if you think about 2016, now 2020, where we've come in a four, short four years and how it was almost like, we'll elect Trump. He's kind of our savior and we can just back up. We used to live in Minnesota, Minnesota, and um, <laughs> our, uh, our representative was uh, Michelle Bachman our state representative, and then she went to the federal, um, and what am I trying Congress. to say? Congress. She Thank you. Congress, she, yes. uh, yeah. And she told us one time, she spoke at an event that we did, and so we talked to her personally, and she said one time is that the reality is, is that the consensus mindset is, we'll elect Michelle Bachman, she can go fight it, and we've done our duty. She said no one ever calls constituents never call to get involved to tell her how they want her to vote they never come visit her at, at dc and so it was just this general consensus right, right. and now we're seeing a four sh a four sh four short years later where we've come in this nation truth truth and i think too 
once you start to realize that the authority is more local, that the sheriffs have more constitutional yeah. authority than even your county commissioners do, your city commissioners, that they can stop unconstitutional law. They even have more power than the federal government. See, the federal government has this thing called the Bill of Rights, right? And Amendment Number 10 only allows the states to have rights respectively. So in other words, the state, the, the power that we've not delegated to a federal authority is given to the states. What I love about President Trump and this whole thing, he did not get involved in the states, even though the states were being unconstitutional, which he could right. have. He didn't come in and try to infringe. He's like, you know what, we're going to work this out. Let, let them kind of mm -hmm. do what they do. And you could see the states that flourished and the states that didn't. Yeah. Right. Uh, suddenly all the conservatives want to move to South Dakota. <laughs> or Texas. <laughs> or te I mean, no, my Texas gosh. Like, was... it, well, no, if you think about it, dude, it's like Texas is is kind of the hotbed right now. Where a lot of these podcasts are moving to, where a lot of the, um, you know, uh, people from California moving there, Ben Shapiro just moved to Tennessee. It's like, my gosh, dude, mm. they're just exiting yeah. these liberal places and the places that had all these crazy mandates and kept people inside their houses and had mandates to shut down businesses are the ones with the most deaths mm -hmm. or the ones with the most cases. Mm -hmm. Right. Or the ones with the most riots. I wonder why, you know. Yeah, I, wonder I, mean, why. I think I think to show what uh, local politics can do is just in our area here. You have West or Palm Beach County, just a short uh, few miles from where we're at in Stewart and Port St. Lucie, completely different, completely like they didn't open their schools when school Truth. started. Martin County was like, no, we're going to open. They have not released the mass mandate. Martin County. And so that's my point in the in the sense of realizing that local politics do affect everyday life. Just if you if your address is on one road, you live the next down road, road down, your life is completely different truth. than in Martin County. No, true. So it just goes to show that local politics are super, super, super important. And so if you go to the are you going to talk about go the ahead. school board meeting? Go ahead. Well, yeah, I'll talk about the school board meeting. So um, in Martin County, that's where I work. I preside actually in St. Lucie County. But in Martin County, they had it was kind of an emergency vote. We got a call from one of the county commissioners. I'm sorry, one of the school board members, not county commissioners. One of the school board members had actually called us at our church because he actually goes to our church. And he said, hey, I need as many people as we can to this meeting. They're trying to create an LGBTQ, uh, uh, what, what is it called? A, month, a like proclamation a for, for uh, a month. But it was like a celebration month. Yeah, kind of like, yeah. like Black History. Oh, it's Gay History Month, basically. LGBTQ History Month and appreciation mm -hmm. and all these things. And you know, it's kind of like Black History Month, but they wanted to do that. And you know, Todd and I looked at each other. And he first thing he asked me, he said, why are, they, why are we giving the history of people based on the people that they sleep right. with that doesn't make any sense right. you know black history okay you know i understand of course i understand black history a lot of blacks had uh uh very they were very hidden right they were hidden but it had nothing to do with their sexuality it had everything right. to do with their skin color right? right a little different case i mean there was a lot of blacks that were involved in the civil war or, i'm sorry not just civil the civil rights. war but the revolutionary war civil rights yeah. all these oh, other yeah. things uh some of them politicians and senators and mm -hmm. those that help i mean frederick Douglass. we can go on and on and on i get that but they weren't oppressed because of their sex who they slept with Right, and I and I question is is was there involvement in the changing of our nation like a Martin Luther King? Yes, it was. A, he was standing against oppression of black people, but it did it have more to do with the call of God in his life versus his skin color? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. What did he reference? Right. He was referencing he was, the words that were in the Declaration that was saying right. we hold these truths to be self-evident that we are created equal. We're all created by who? He was referencing God. Yeah. Most of his sermons, when he wrote a letter from a Birmingham jail, he had nothing to do with him being arrested. Everything to do with what. God was going to do in that situation and God prevailed. So um, we go there. First thing I noticed was, and, and actually Ashley Froling, if she's on, she'll tell you all of a sudden they said, Hey, we want public comments, but we're only going to do an hour. And I'm thinking, what we got, how many people in this room right now that want to speak on, uh, against this thing. Right. And, and so we, 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 we go there and the whole thing is, is they're trying to slowly encroach on Liberty. And I believe it had something to do with money. Because there was, there was some money involved in this, right, to, to, to get more money to start teaching this stuff. And so we go to the council meeting. I'm sorry, the school board meeting. And I'm, and I'm out there. Pastor Todd spoke. Pastor Jan spoke. A couple other pastors spoke. It was pretty unbelievable, actually. We had eight pastors and their assistant pastors come to this event. I've, I have not seen that before where it's like, okay, now they're getting involved. Now, mm -hmm. because it's, it's morality that they're after now, mm -hmm. right? I wish they would have come to the other ones. But, hey, we're starting somewhere and they're, and they're getting there, right? It was really cool. So then we go to the meeting. I remember it was about, I, I showed up at like 3.45 because it started at 4. I knew I wasn't going to talk, but I thought, hey, let me put my card in anyways. What the heck? It was 6.30ish or close to 7, and I was walking outside listening to the live, and the guy said, hey, uh, we're going to allow everybody to speak. 
And so I was getting ready to leave and I'm in my car literally praying because I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? Yeah. What do you want me to do? So we go in there. I mean, there were so many people against this thing. And one lady said, there's a lot of people and parents that are here that support this. They're just not be able, they're not able to be here right now. So then I got up and said, there's a lot of people here that don't support this that aren't here right now. And we got a lot of them that are here that don't support it. You know, so mm -hmm. basically what I was we, we were referencing, not just because we knew what pastors would do. They would come in and say, Romans one says that they're, you know, homosexuals they are going to go to, you know, basically wrath of God and all these other things. We knew that that might happen. So we approached it on the logical sense, because a lot of these people don't they're probably not Christian. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to listen to our authority. That's not who they subscribe to. Now, if they did, we could use the word of God as an authority, but they don't. So we use the natural reasoning the way Paul did. So that's what we did. We went in there. They didn't pass the proclamation for a month, but they did pass ordinances to prevent gays from being bullied. Now, listen to that. Don't laws or rules already exist to bullying anyway? Against bullying, yeah. There's already rules against bullying. I remember when I would pick on kids, I got in trouble. Guess what? It, it exists today. Notice the agenda that they're driving for, though. That's why when you saw that thing back in 2013, 2012, 2011, there was this whole thing with hate crimes. Isn't all crime hate? Like murder is still bad. You go to jail if you murder someone, right? So because it's a gay person that gets murdered, it's called a hate crime. Notice what they did there. They're taking away from the actual murder and they're applying it to just one group. So that's what happened. So they didn't pass the actual proclamation. But so through that whole thing, I remember... Uh, I was asking the Lord what I'm supposed to do there. And I got to witness to one of the people for about 30 yeah. minutes that was speaking in favor of this proclamation, in favor of these mandates. And she was a Christian. You know, she, she said, I'm a Christian. I go to church and I just don't believe those scriptures that scripture says about the homosexual agenda. And I said, well, that's great because I, I don't believe in murder either. I should just go tear up the city. Why not? And she goes, that's ridiculous. You can't compare the two. I said, yes, you can. Because either the word of God is the full counsel of God or it's partial counsel. And if it's partial counsel, it's not truth. If it's not truth, then what are you believing? Mm -hmm. And it changed her. Like it started to click in her mind. Then I had to go speak. But praise God that we are there to witness to the people because these school board meetings are not just for us to show our support in favor or against morality. It's to literally be a witness to the, to the city. Right. Which goes to one of the things that we've always talked about when you're talking with this lady. Um, I remember when you went to, you were traveling and you had a six hour layover in Denver International Airport, incidentally, where my aunt works, oh, who, is, right. who is a staunch liberal. And the reality is, staunch you sat, isn't the word for it. <laughs> you sat and talked with her for like four or five hours. But the reality is, is because you've studied enough, we've studied enough to be able to articulate our position. And it doesn't have to be exactly what you're Come talking on. about. It doesn't have to be, well, God said. Yes, God did say that, but if we can articulate that position so their natural understanding can understand it, that's, what will, minister, that's what will open the door to Come minister on. to them, the word of God. So, um, but going on to this, what is the role of the school board? So I started like looking up stuff and got off on all these like tangents about like, the Supreme Court rulings, taking prayer out of school. Because what I did was, so the role, the role of the school board. Just a brief overview is they can employ, they employ the superintendent. They are, they have are, are responsible for developing and adopting policies, curriculum, and the budget, overseeing facility issues. Okay, super basic. There's so much involved in that. There's a whole nother list, like and subtitles and all this kind of stuff. But if you think about that, they have the ability to adopt policies and curriculum. Okay, oh so then I said, okay, if they can adopt curriculum, is it legal or illegal to teach creation in school? Creation versus evolution in a science class. She done did her homework. <laughs> so she did her homework, y'all. Which I already knew the answer. It's completely not illegal to teach creation. It is completely. Listen to what she's saying, guys. Legal to teach creation. And so I started to think when I was a senior in high school, that summer of that senior year, and then the next two years, I went to England on a mission trip. And what we did was we spoke in the public schools. And at first I thought, okay, this is lame because it was in a religion class. And in England they have religion class, and what they do is they bring in people from every single religion to talk for a whole week to talk about their True. religion. And at first I was like, well, that's that's lame because you know you're getting all these indoctrinations but isn't that education <laughs> i mean i'm just at, i'm just saying isn't that education because if the spirit of god is the spirit of god and he is god then he will bear witness to the truth to the truth exactly right so i don't need to worry about 
Islam, Hindu, Buddha coming in to teach these kids because the spirit of God will bear witness. His word will not return void. Right. right. And even those who say, what if we allow Christianity, it'll make other religions come in. Dude, when's the last time you saw Muslims? Right. I mean, aside from the radical groups, right? They're on college campuses. So are Christian groups. So yeah. are Bible studies. So are conservative groups. Right. I've never seen a Hindu group try to start a group in high school. Because they don't proselytize. Well, and the fact no that other minister or no other religion proselytizes the way Christianity right. does. Right. Well, but then, the, and then the question is, isn't that according biblical free will? Yeah. Because like you, I have the free will to choose. And going back to like, okay, if the if I okay, <laughs> okay, go, go okay. for it. If I have the spirit of God within us, we are endowed for with power from on high don't i bring the spirit of god come on dude to, the, to that school come on to that on. college campus there you go there you go now so what you're saying is truth because they will notice the difference when in a muslim religion right. and you guys all know this to be true and if you don't listen to me when it's all about rules regulations and you get to marry but you're under the thumb of a law and if you steal you get your hand cut off by the way if you're gay you're dead right right so but then you have this thing with Christ that's freedom that transforms you from the inside out. When he redeems you, he calls you a son of God. There's something different, right? Then you get baptized in the spirit. Then miracles start happening because you're like, hey, this is real. God is real. And he can speak to them too. I remember how many times have we been into a Baptist church or a, excuse me, a high school or something along those lines where all of a sudden the spirit of God falls and we're prophesying to kids. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. We're praying for kids. We're seeing parents. I remember I went to, to some convention and the, the kids, or the, the, the women that wear the bonnets, the, they put their hair oh, in a... Uh, Mennonite. Mennonite, I think it was, yeah. One of them I went up to and I said, does your husband want to be a part of clergy in the church or, or like a pastor? She just broke down weeping. I said, listen, he's anointed to do it. I said, I don't know what religion you are. She had the long skirt, but it was mm -hmm. like a jean skirt. Might, yeah, I don't even think it was Mennonite. Yeah, they were just be. real yeah. strict uh, Church yeah. of God Baptist maybe. And I looked at her son and I said, you, sir, I really see you as uh, not a protector, but I think you're more, you see things. Other, like, I think the spirit of God teaches mm -hmm. you things like you see things. He goes, oh my gosh, I was just telling my mom I had a dream about this. And you see people legit transformed to the gospel because yeah. God, the spirit of God is real. So please don't start to say, oh my gosh, if they do it, then what? Who cares what they do? Matter mm -hmm. of fact, in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, when they took the land, have no, pay no attention to their gods. Don't favor them. Mm -hmm. don't, don't be afraid of them. He yeah. told Joshua, fear not. Dude, this is Joshua who destroyed armies in front of Moses. He said, don't fear those nations. Mm -hmm. Walk in the spirit. Mm -hmm. I'll show you what to do. And he destroyed him. And then Caleb had to go help and take over. That's the God we serve. Yeah. So if we're sitting here focused on, oh my gosh, if other groups do it, other groups do it because we aren't doing it. Right. That's it. Go ahead. That, it just makes me think about when, um, so there was this one time when we worked at the old private school that our boys go to which total side note i feel like sometimes christian parents who have homeschool or send their kids to private school their mindset is well i i mean i'm i can't get super involved i can't really have an opinion because we don't send our kids to like well no because that's the future of our nation you know what i mean the Amen. public schools the private schools all of it and so we can totally get involved but um we worked at a small private school, super old school, super Baptist, and I felt like God had put something on my heart to speak to, into this one lady. And, and I didn't know, I mean, like super strict, where does she stand in the gifts of the spirit? You would think that she probably doesn't. And I'm like super in my head about this. And it was like, God spoke to me. It's like, I don't have to have a doctrinal theologian. Come on, dude. <laughs> whole thesis Come about on. how this Holy Spirit is real when you operate in with the holy spirit that's what will prove to them that he exists come on you know come on hun and i remember when you would you would speak into these women when we'd pray over uh um, um the principal there and all these things when we'd come in to teach i remember they would always say there's just something about what you guys bring and they had us come in and teach classes there i'm like got no degree to teach these kids yeah. and they brought us in to do religion classes and teach them about life skill classes mm -hmm. and all these things why because they bore witness to something dude there's nothing to do with us it has yeah. everything to do with the fact Amen. that we submitted to a bold faith yeah. that's yeah. it that we have experience in our lives that other people haven't experienced because they won't step out mm -hmm. and the fact is dude we get so comfortable I'm 
kind of preaching for tomorrow, but we get so comfortable in just being Christians. So we apply ourselves that in the faith, we're comfortable in the faith. We know that we're sons of God. We know that we've been saved. We know we've been redeemed, but Paul didn't stop there. Moses didn't stop there. Abraham didn't stop there. They knew they were chosen of God. And then they went and said, we're going to go obey bold faith. And you know what it did? It, it was, it was for the other nations. It was for the other churches. It was for their kids. And each one of them had people behind them that they raised up. Amen. That's what faith does. Mm -hmm. It not only equips, it not only uh, encourages, it not only gives life to, to future generations, it teaches others around you to have the same anointing or bigger anointing. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, yes to all that, <laughs> what he said. Um, but I was going to go on this thing. Okay, so we're going back to the school board, and school boards has the ability to approve policies and curriculum. So if you think about the fact that it isn't illegal to teach creation, so what got me on this train was I started looking then, what were the cases that took quote unquote religion, prayer, all this kind of stuff out of public schools? And it was a case um, in 1962, Engel versus Vitel, and then again in 1963, um, the Abington Township versus Shemp. And what happened is people look at that and they say, well, that means that we, we can't do this. And all those cases said was is that the school and laws cannot enforce them to learn scripture, to pray. Like, you can't force them to do it. That was all those, um, not even because they're not laws, that was all those decisions All those decisions said. It wasn't that you can't teach creation. It was that you can't basically teach creation and hold it as a Bible study to try to get these kids saved. Proselytization. Yeah, proselytization. And so um, I went and looked at these cases, and if you look at these cases... In terms of, how do you say this? In terms of what the Supreme Court actually has the ability to rule on, they didn't even have the authority to rule on these cases. They didn't. They didn't go into that. No, you? say so, that. So, just let's just go with the First Amendment real quick, shall we? Shall we? Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting its free exercise. Thereof. Listen to that. Congress shall make no law. Even says that in most state constitutions. Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or prohibiting the free exercise of religion. Our state has it. Most states have it. Actually, I think all states do. So in other words, what they're saying is Congress can't make laws about a, an established church religion or prohibit mm -hmm. what it does as a church religion. What they did was, well, you're teaching in public schools. And that goes against the separation of church and state. That goes against the establishment clause. But little did they know, the courts had nothing to rule on because the federal government wasn't making laws to teach in public schools. The federal government wasn't making laws to make sure that everybody's proselytized into the faith. That is the only way they can even infringe on something like that. But what they did was they ended up making a law saying you cannot teach in public schools, therefore making a law on the establishment clause and did the very thing that they said they couldn't do. And Did, it was does this make sense? So messed up. They they made a law saying you can't teach in public schools religion because of the establishment clause. So they made a ruling. The Supreme Court ruled like that. You hear me? Because of the establishment clause, saying you can't prohibit the free exercise of religion. But then they said, well, we have to prohibit it because it can't be the federal government's responsibility. It's not the federal government's responsibility. It's the school board's responsibility. The school board yeah. makes the recommendations for the curriculum. Because the school board exactly. is answers to the parents and what the parents want. I mean, okay, so okay, it's, in yeah. this, um, this was a, where are we at? 1963, this case in Abington Township versus Shemp. 1958. Edward Shemp, his wife, and their two children who attended public school in Pennsylvania filed a suit in the U.S. District Court in Philadelphia alleging that their religious rights under the First Amendment had been violated by the state law that required public schools to begin each day with the reading of at least 10 passages from the Bible. The Shemps, who were Unitarians, claimed that the law was unconstitutional, was an unconstitutional establishment of religion, and that it interfered with the free exercise of their religious faith. So... 
In this case, the uh, Pennsylvania state court ruled that it was unconstitutional. Then the school came back and appealed. And during that time, from that appealing to the actual Supreme Court hearing, they basically re-ruled, the school board re-ruled, that giving the students and parents the, the right, that it was a voluntary thing, that they did not have to participate in the 10 passages read every day and then some other prayer thing. And so that the school, the students could be left out, kind of like sex education right now. That's right. You can be pulled out. So you could pull out of this prayer thing, this 10 passages thing. Okay? So the reality is, is that would have given them the free choice. Making it <laughs> yeah. obvious that this had but nothing to do with protecting these kids it had nothing to do the with the school it. board made a provision to protect those exactly kids. notice what would have happened to if our school board here in mountain county would have said hey let's have a lgbtq history month would kids have been able to opt out of that right or would they have had to see it all over the place and be forced on them right who says that they hate lgbtq people tell me that's ridiculous and it's stupid you shouldn't hate them right they are people they're alive and breathing so god wants to redeem them too and that's what you need to know. Now, here's what here's what we want to start off with. Nowhere in the Constitution should we have federal schools in the first place. There should never be any federal involvement in public schools right. in the first place. It should be left up to the cities and the parents. Right. And let them handle it, right? Mm -hmm. As we get bigger, then we have to develop districts locally. There should never, ever have been a federal funding mm -hmm. for schooling. Right. Isn't it funny, though? We have federal funding for schooling, but yet they raise our taxes on our homes for school funding there's something going on here guys and it's called unions and it's destroying mm -hmm. the kids because there's agenda driven things going on here guys i remember when reading and writing was two plus two and i remember when you could see you know see 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 tom run and nowadays it's all about emotional reading making sure your emotions are all messed up right mm -hmm. and 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 navigating with kids and now they have something called singapore math where now two plus two is no longer two plus two two plus two Minus one, carry the negative, put it in a box, it's 24, minus 12, then 35. Then you put it down here, put, move a little decimal point. <laughs> By the end of it, then you have two again. Okay, legit. Our son was in first grade last year at a charter school. He would come home with his first grade math work, and Massey and I would look at each other like, uh, you're on your own because I got nothing. So, yeah, we're, we're in a private school now. Anyways. Um, and even then, we're like, what do you guys teach here? We, we're very strict right. on what are you teaching? They're teaching a Becca curriculum, which is homeschool curriculum, which we love, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And my kids are flourishing. Yeah. When they went to the other school that was textbook mandated by the state, right. by the school board, they, they, oh, it was terrible, right? Mm -hmm. And now we actually have that. And John, we're going to get that, to that in a minute. And the 47 Everson versus Board of Education, uh, the bogus ruling separation of church and state. And this is what's been happening for years, guys, in the courts. What they now do is because they believe that there's an elastic clause, which I know where they get it from. That's not what it means. The only way you can change the Constitution is by amendments, hmm. not by rulings. And we've been doing this for years. Yeah. And that's why the courts have, they, they, they do this thing called precedent. And that's why Amy Coney Barrett was actually asked about, will you change precedent? Isn't it funny that your own presidents had precedent? And that now, like, well, here, here's a great example. Bill Clinton signed DOMA, Defense of Marriage Act. He didn't want gays or whatever. So was he right or wrong for doing that? Mm -hmm. According to you, that was unconstitutional, but he was a part of your party. They're, they're all screwed up. So they yeah. use these court rulings and precedent when why didn't we check that, 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 that judge right there and say, right. no, that's not the way you do it. Right. Well, I mean, even, yeah, even, I, I don't want to go off too topic here, but I was watching some of the confirmation hearings with Amy Coney Barrett and um, when Michelle Klobuchar from our great state of Minnesota. Amy. Amy Klobuchar. What did I say? It's Michelle Klobuchar. Oh, um, Amy Klobuchar. I get you. Asked her about super precedent and does she consider super precedent abortion a super precedent and what a super precedent is is when a super precedent is like the civil rights type of course Landmark. people of color have the right to vote they have the same equal rights that all, yeah, all of amendment us do 14. nobody in their right mind no legal person politician would say that should be overturned right that's a super precedent she wanted amy coney barrett to say that the abortion ruling was a super precedent and she kept pushing her to say that it was a super precedent or to agree that, and she said, I can't say that it's a super precedent when I get millions and millions and millions of people and uh, legal people, politicians, regular citizens saying that they want this overturned because it's murder. It can't be a super precedent. You can't le legally call it a super precedent because it's not. Yeah. Do you want to know how government, you want to know how government's doing something wrong? They have to force it on people. Right. Listen to me. 
You want to know where it's wrong? They have to force you to do it. Because if it was good, everybody would do it. We would already have the moral, moral capability inside of us to do it. Vaccinations. If it was so good, why do you have to force people to get yeah. it? Right? If it was so right to do a mass mandate, why did you have to force people to shut down? Mm-hmm. People would already know. We've got love in our heart for one another. Mm-hmm. Right? What Taxes. If it's so good, why do you have to force us to do it? Why can't I just benevolently give to my state? Why, how come we can trust you and you can't trust us? Right. What's wrong with that? How come they're exempt from all these things and most of these things and I'm not? You see what I mean? You'll know a government is wrong when they have to force you to do something that is against your conscience, right? RJ, you are exactly right. Unions not only ruin public education, it destroys communities uh, via outrageous property taxes. Well, shoot, taxes have been destroying, I think. Our, our, and, and this is all, the reason that they got involved in schools was to teach a socialistic doc, mm-hmm. uh, doctrine. It's a, it's a very quick thing. The more that you can unionize schools, the more that you have an audience, you have the younger you get them, the better. Mm-hmm. Now kids are being turned out in high schools and colleges that socialism is a good thing, right? So they wanted this to happen the whole time, these educators, for the last 100, 120 years or yeah. so, right? So it's a good way to teach socialistic doctrine because, hey, and you ever notice this? We still keep hearing on both parties that we're a democracy and not a republic. Mm-hmm. That has taken years to develop because we're a republic, not a democracy. Right. Well, it goes back. I mean, even when we're talking about these rulings, and I was going to get to the Ingle Vitale one in, from New York that went to the Supreme Court, is the Supreme Court overruled states' rights in, all, in both of these cases. And if you look at this um, Ingle Vitale, the legal case, which the Supreme Court ruled in 1962 that voluntary prayer in public schools violated the U.S. Constitution First Amendment, prohibit prohib- – I can never say this word, prohibition of the state establishment of religion. And what happened was is that the New York courts shut it down. And then they appealed and went to the Supreme Court. And it was a six to one ruling that basically saying that prayer, and this was a prayer. Here's the prayer, okay? Let me just read this. Brought the house down. Yeah, let me just read this. uh, Get on your knees, read the Romans Road prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Almighty God, we (laughs) can't, sorry. (laughs) Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence upon thee, and we beg thy blessings upon us, our parents, parents, our our teachers, teachers, and our our country. country. (gasps) Like, what? So this went to the Supreme Court, a 6-to-1 ruling. Two of the justices didn't participate in the decision. Here's what the lone dissenter said, Potter Stewart, who argued that the majority had misapplied the great constitutional principle and could not understand how an official religion is established by letting those who want to say a prayer say it. On the contrary, I think to deny the wish of these school children to join in reciting this prayer is to deny them the opportunity of sharing in our spiritual heritage of our nation. Come on. That, we were talking about this. In our mindset today, most people think of 1962 and, and on. Most people say, well, yeah, we can't teach Bible in schools. We can't teach. It's crazy, isn't it? It's just common, common, common theory knowledge, to us, common knowledge, knowledge to us. We think that that's right. Go back before, if you take a look at it circumspectly, take a bird's eye view, go back from 1962 and back. So let me get this straight. Our founders who had prayer and church services in political offices, political buildings, Bro. in the White House... <laughs> They've got they've they're, got rooms with stained glass that have George Washington on his knees praying. You know that their kids Bible. were in schools saying prayer. They learned the ABCs by the New England Primer that was all about Bible verses, learning the ABCs. So what you're telling me Come on, say it. Is is that nobody from the founding of the nation <laughs> until nineteen sixty two knew that prayer was unconstitutional? Nobody? Nobody knew. Our founders did not know what they were doing when their kids were praying <laughs> and learning the Bible, the ABCs to the Bible. No one until 1962. We got illuminated to what the Constitution meant when it said the Establishment Clause. They were illuminated in 1962 to what the founders really meant. What we had been practicing for over 120 years in our nation. Well, 100 and, geez, 170 years in our nation. Yeah, close to 200 Seriously. years. Seriously. Yeah. 170 years in our nation, we practiced this. We had yeah. legit Bible courses in public schools. Yeah. Which was not unconstitutional, right? Now we do. And it's funny. We'll teach Bible and we'll invite preachers into jails when it's too late for some of these guys. Yeah, right. But we won't prevent it. 
And you know what, dude? The greatest line I ever heard was prevention is better than cure. And so what we do is we wait till the problem happens, and then we say, you know what, we need to fix them. And we'll give them a counsel or a pill is what we'll do. Or, yeah, go ahead and get your preacher. Mm -hmm. But forget prevention. You know why? Because we need to let them explore themselves. You be you, boo-boo, and that's just who you are. Mm -hmm. you're, you're created to who you are to be, and, and nobody should change you. And this is, really? Really? And then we wonder why our kids are the way they are because we allow them to get taught this way, right? So for 170 years, no one listen knew. To, nobody knew. <laughs> our founders were like, I mean, I, I'm sure they would come back in 1962 and say, you're right. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. We didn't even think about it. What did you say? Thank you, Nostradamus. <laughs> you, you figured it. You cracked the code. What, did, what do you know? And then we remove those things, and then we say, let's get rid of guns because a school shooting went... All the whole time, thou shalt not murder. Mm -hmm. That had they had a conscience of conviction, they wouldn't do that. Oh, let's take it a step further. Love your neighbor as yourself. A lot of these kids that are bullied or feel less than, where are the Christians to love them? Remember when we were in that school in uh, northern Minnesota? Minnesota. I don't even remember what is the it? school. Northern oh, Minnesota. Uh, lake. Something lake. Uh, lake something. It was an Indian school, wasn't it? No, 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 no. The one that... Uh, Jake's Graham Niswa or something like near Niswa. Yeah, yeah. Niswa. Okay. So we were Massey and I used to do, we would do a school assembly. All the kids would be together. Then we break up into guys and girls classrooms and Massey and I would speak to the teachers. So we were reciting, talking about why it is our nation was a Christian found on a, a Christian nation. Why we're a Christian nation. Our founders were Christians. Why we are based on the biblical heritage, you know, of our nation. We were actually reading the quote that was on the Thomas Jefferson Memorial in Washington, D.C. This lady in the front row started crying because she was a history teacher and has been a history teacher for over 20 years, and what we're saying is not true. And we're like, it is engraved <laughs> on the memorial in Washington, D.C. It's, like, engraved, like, written in stone. And she was like, no, this is not true. This is not true. And I, I mean, I was thinking about earlier today, we were in another school one time and we were talking to the teachers and we showed um, pictures like, if, okay, if we're going to talk about these issues, abortion, creation, all this kind of stuff, let's bring education. Education is showing all the facts and letting them decide. So let's talk about abortion. Let's show them what abortion is. And so we showed pictures of an actual abortion. And I believe she was a science teacher or a health teacher. I can't really remember. But she said, she started crying and she said, when I saw, I've never seen pictures of an abortion. So when I, I'm not, I would never have an abortion, but I support people having abortion. And she said, but when I saw those pictures, I saw my kids. Ooh, and she said, oh, I will never I support that. abortion again. I see my kids in those pictures. And it's because nobody educates. Nobody and, really educates. You know, we've been, and, and so it's funny, when we were at the, uh, 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 it was where the school shooting was the year prior. Yeah, uh, Red Lake. Red Lake High School yeah. up in Minnesota. We went the year after. I remember we were, we were preaching there and teaching there, and we were hearing all kinds of separation of church and state. You guys hate gay people. Christians shouldn't be allowed in public schools, all that crap. But we were still doing it. And I remember when we broke out and did the teacher class, it was me, Wayne, and Bradley at the time. Right. And I remember when we went there, um, we were ministering to the teachers and it was all, most of the majority uh, uh, American Indian. Yeah. And I remember when the, 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 the chief stood up and spoke and he said, what you've brought to us is so much truth that we don't even know how to receive it. Mm -hmm. He said, what we've learned to do is, man, dude. He said, what we learned to do is bury our sorrows in a bottle. Uh, he goes, and I don't even know why. We've just learned mm -hmm. to do that. We've learned to bury ourselves and bury our problems. And they've never been illuminated by the gospel. They mm -hmm. were never told the gospel. They yeah. were never told these things or they were told lies about themselves and all these other things. And even now, you know, be, being blessed where we've been, we've been to how many high schools, mm -hmm. how many states, yeah. colleges doing these debates where they've just never heard the truth. They've right. never, matter of fact, let's take it a step further. They've never had anybody stand for them. To teach them that. Right. I and mean, you want to talk about oppression. When we went to, we did a number of um, reservation schools, American Indian remember, schools, dude. American Indian uh, just community events. North Dakota, South Dakota. And they would, yeah. the Montana. common theme, yeah, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, all over, yeah. The common theme was nobody is willing, nobody comes to reach them. So you talk about oppression and, you know, the poor oppressed people. The forgotten. Of, yeah, of America and how this group is being oppressed. Nobody goes to the reservation. Nobody pre. Nobody, nobody was cares. willing to 
reach out to them. I mean, I'm not saying nobody because that's a broad statement. No, there were a lot. Of, some some places they had churches and yeah, stuff there. Yeah, right. So that's a broad statement. I don't want to be so like black and white. But for the reality, they were the most unreached, oppressed people. And so, yeah, I mean, it just got me thinking about how we see all these like yeah. groups claiming oppression, oppression, oppression. And like you see it only one one sided. But like there's tons of people that need help. They need love. They need the Lord. Yeah. And I think, too, when we talk about oppressed groups, oppressed people, oppressed things, oppressed whatever, I can promise you behind all that is a bad government. Mm. Yeah. It's a bad government. You know, socialistic policies have failed America, but now we've masqueraded that socialism with the word like this called racism. Mm -hmm. It's racism that has kept me down. No, no, it's your government's that have oppressed you. Mm-hmm. It's your governments that have kept you down. It's your governments that tried to make things easier for you, but it really didn't in, in a lot of ways because what it did was create more hatred for mm-hmm. stupidity, right? Or they said, you know, uh, you know, all these all these socialistic policies have been destroying people for a long time. Every race, okay? Now, I'm not saying there weren't oppressed races. Of course, duh. I'm Hispanic. I faced racism, but it didn't stop me from being who I am. It didn't stop me from being a preacher. It didn't stop me from starting a business. Right. None of that stuff, Right. And a lot of the times you see socialism is what's failing our kids, you know, mm-hmm. really in, in reality. And which I think, goes, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, which goes back to local politics. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. T- even teachers. And what I was saying, what I was trying to bring across before is the reality is a lot of the stuff that we think as Christians is illegal. It's, there's no law. It's not illegal. If you read the court cases, that's not what they're saying They're And you can even use their own court case in advance of teaching creation, teaching, um, Bible studies. I'm sorry, abstinence. Even in um, Florida, there. Oh, what was I reading? Basically, there's a school district, this uh, school board, basically that put out that their policy is to teach abstinence. If we're gonna have to teach sex education, we're gonna teach abstinence. And a school board came. That was the policy of a a modern day school board. Like that's their policy now. And so (laughs) I just I I wanted to encourage people tonight to get involved not only in local politics, but realize what the reality of these, what their authority okay. is, what the authority of a teacher and a principal is. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you that <clears throat> what I love about this topic is it's created a, what's the right word? Uh, something in me. I was so involved in federal politics. You know, we mm-hmm. travel all over talking about the U.S. Constitution. Yeah. But we never settled down in a place because we didn't have a place to live. You know, mm-hmm. we, we didn't have a home home. Well, it's our first home home. And also, I'm realizing there's a whole lot going on in, in local politics. And it's yeah. like, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea for me to join a school board. Wouldn't be yeah. a bad idea for me yeah. to, you know, and, and go get involved in these things. And it's it's up to you guys. It's up to us to get involved in these places and say, look, this is enough. Mm-hmm. Enough's enough. No, I'm not going to put agendas on my kids. And the fact that they, they would even say we need to, to, to have History Month for LGBTQ why don't we have a, a history month for all those people that saved themselves from marriage? Mm-hmm. How about all those people that changed themselves, changed the nation, changed the city, changed the county because they saved themselves from marriage? They decided to do it the pure way. Right. Notice that wasn't brought up on the docket. Mm-hmm. We're straight history month. I mean, this is ridiculous, right? right? Christian history Where's month. Where's Christian history month? Yeah. Like what We're, our nation was right, about. Right, right, right. And so what, what you're seeing is it's more government, more government. Mm-hmm. Government, government, government. And the only thing government was supposed to do is make sure that your rights are protected and secure. That is the only job of government. Right. Now we're seeing local governments. Guys, they don't even, you don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. We had no clue what the school board was doing until right. we got a call. Right. If, well, even, it's, if yeah. it's so good, why do it in the dead of night? Yeah. Why? Think about it. Mask mandates. How come they won't listen to you? Here, let, let me take it a step further. They, when, when you would speak at these... Um, County commission meetings. You can't single them out. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why can't I single them out if they're the ones voting for it? Why can't I tell them that you're the one holding up this whole thing? Why can't I, why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be right for me to do that? To say, hey, dude, you're in the wrong here. Have you done the homework? Have you done the history? Have you done the research? This isn't about agenda. This is about you keeping me free. Nowhere did we give a government authority to, to take away my rights. They do it anyway. There's something wrong yeah. with that. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to call out, and I don't know if she's still watching, Gloria Tucker, who 
is an amazing little firecracker in our church. She got super involved this year in local politics, specifically with the school board. Now, I know that a couple times she was super um, disheartened by the fact that, like, okay, they're not listening, they're not listening. But the reality is, is every freedom that we have that we operate in as Americans, as Christians, is because one or two people decided that that was the hill that God called them to die on. Dude, And it wasn't like... It, I mean, it wasn't change overnight. And so, but Gloria, our friend Gloria, and a number of other people in our church, but Gloria and specifically in Palm Beach County, had got super, super involved because it was her hill to die on in this season. What, what am I, basically, what am I trying to say is Gloria's, and I'm not demeaning her, she's just a mom, a hairdresser like that. She's amazing. Come on, let's go with this. She's Come just on. a mom. Come on, let's go with this. Let's go with this. That her daughter was going to be affected by what the school board was doing. She she reminds me of the epitome of this scripture. He will use the weak things of the world yeah. to confound the mighty. Because mm-hmm. she's not foolish. She's she's wise. She knows yeah, what she's doing. Right. But she she God uses the weak things. She's all of four foot ten, mm-hmm. four foot eleven. But everybody knows Gloria. That's her anointing. That's yeah. an anointing on her life. And dude, she shakes things. When she goes to speak or pray, she's moving. She's mm-hmm. she's got more energy than I do. Now I'm, you know, I mean, it's it's crazy. And I'm I know this stuff, and she's amazing. But what could God do through one person? I'm gonna talk about Nehemiah tomorrow. I'll just tell you real quick. He was a layman. He wasn't a prophet, right? Like Jeremiah or Isaiah. He wasn't any of that stuff. He was a cupbearer, which is a prestigious position. But he starts to weep for his own nation because mm-hmm. the walls are destroyed. Yeah. Because he asked and inquired of those people and said, the, the nations tore up. Yeah. So God immediately puts a burden on his heart to pray and repent for the nation. Because he served so well, he gained favor from the king and God. Mm-hmm. And a matter of fact, this is how far it went. He said, I never wept or was sad before the king. And the king looked at me and said, why are you sad? You're never sad. Mm-hmm. This isn't sickness. You're sad of something. That's how faithful he served the king. His problems weren't even involved. When he got sad, he said, if I found king uh, favor in your sight, king, would you send me yeah. and make sure that other kings know that I'm coming? Amen. That's what God can do through a layman. And he rebuilt the nation. Mm-hmm. He rebuilt the city, right? What can God do? We're, we're, who are we that we've been able to affect change in a country and now we're getting involved in local politics? Mm-hmm. Our church is changing for crying out loud. Not because it has nothing to do with us. It's because of knowledge. My people are destroyed because they lack knowledge, man. Yeah, that's what we were talking about that before. And I know that we're kind of coming to the end here. We were talking about the, the, the mindset of building a ministry message, writing books. <laughs> she wrote four foot 10. Sorry. <laughs> right. Building a ministry message, writing books about the whole main goal is the church is wrong. The church is doing it wrong. The church is asleep. They need to wake up. They need a godsend moment. Okay. And so we broke this down earlier before. We, uh, we see three groups of people in the church. You have the ones on this side that their whole mission is to say the church is doing it wrong. They're asleep. They need to be waked, woken up. Then you have the group that's not educated because they just haven't been educated. They haven't. they haven't done research, but they just haven't been educated about what we're, you know, like the role of government, the role of God, um, God's role in government, everything. And then you have the group of people who are out there doing it, getting involved in local politics, Sean Foy, going all over the country, basically bringing revivals all over the country because that's his role. That's his lane. That's his call. I don't, I want to say this, but I want to say it respectfully. The people who are asleep are the ones saying they're all doing it wrong. What's that one quote that Michael Peruca came in when we were in our early 20s? He said something about there's one thing to basically light the candle, lean the way. Oh, it's something about cursing. Oh, instead of cursing the darkness, light the candle. Yeah, instead of cursing the darkness, light the candle and lead the way. And it really is. It's like there's the church is not asleep. The church has always done th- things wrong because we're human. That's right. But this whole, it just kind of grieves me sometimes when all these books about like the church is doing it wrong. We've been to churches all over. The church is not asleep. They just need to be sometimes educated or empowered or given direction. I I think. Or spoken life over. Yeah, dude. How many of these churches have been in the place of, hey, man, we're looking for something to do. Mm -hmm. We just don't know what. We come in and, and, and my buddy Jake or whoever comes in and starts talking about these things and they're like, holy smokes. Right. Holy smokes. And bigger churches too. 
And you guys got to remember something too. Not every church is going to get involved in politics. Right. That's not, that's not where they're called. That's not their thing. It's not their anointing. What's wrong with that? So instead of, why don't we figure out what those churches roles are in the communities yeah. and let them do that? I think sometimes, um, pastor Todd preached about, uh, Gideon on Sunday. And that's actually one of my favorite stories in the Bible and his, his take and revelation on it was like powerful. Mm -hmm. And I often like look at the church and think about, they're kind of like Nehemiah where they're scared threshing wheat behind the wine press because they're scared. But the angel of the Lord calls out to what they are. And yeah, he needed a little extra encouragement. <laughs> he needed a little extra confirmation, but he was willing because I believe for the most part, the church wants to please God. hundred percent. So, and, and you know, and there are some obviously out there that are hirelings. Yeah. There are some that right. are bad. But guys, you can't tell me that the mo the majority of the church knows that they they have a job to do, yeah, and they're called to save souls, and that's why we do what we do here, guys. We want to let you know uh, we're we're at the end at the end of this. I loved having Carrie on here, and if you guys wanted to be back on, please <laughs> share hit a like, share the video. Also, guys, you guys can go on become a torchbearer. What does that mean? Um, you help us light the way. You help yeah. us keep doing what we do. Second, the torchbearer is a warner. He warns and she warns of things impending and coming which is what we do here. There are things that we warn about. There are things that we're excited about. Become a torchbearer. Go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Become a monthly sponsor, which we call the Torchbearer Society. Wait. And you guys can be a huge, huge part of what we do. Yeah, I was just going to say, we just had our vision meeting for 2021 and even into 2022 uh, last week on Friday. Well, just two days ago, yesterday. Wow, seems like a long time ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's exciting what we feel God leading us and God surrounding us with a team of people who are passionate about. Solid, yeah, sold out. Yeah. Um, not the people you'd have thought, yeah. but just, he just brings them in that we have people that are willing to step up our game. And, and what's funny is we thought we had to do it all ourselves yeah. and God's reproving us of that right. and saying, no, you don't need to. Mike's going to be speaking. Yeah. He's our Mike, speaking. the podcast guy, he's going to be speaking, uh, and touring with me and he's going to be taking over a lot of these events because, yeah. Hey, I'm doing more local stuff here with our church and kind of growing that guys. Listen to me, listen to me closely. Yep. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Notice that word seek. If you read it in context, what it's saying is build ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these things will be added unto you. Do you know why you don't seek the other things first? Because you have no place to put it if you're not building the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Those will be your identity and not, not, your, not your ability in the kingdom of God. And so what we want to say is there's a lot going on. We have that conference coming up on the 29th. Please sign up for that. Go to 1776truth.store. We're not wearing any of our merch except me, which <laughs> usually wears our merch. But if you guys want one of these killer hats, make America constitutional again. You know why? Because that is a document that keeps our people free. Mm -hmm. And when the people and, and when our senators and president listen to it, we have a free nation, right? Get one of these at 1776truth.store. And you guys can go on there. You guys can just give a one-time donation. Guys, we need your help. We really do. We've got some really cool vision coming up. We're getting new cameras. We're uh, building a studio. All these other things. We need your support. Please go and give a one-time donation. Be a part of what we're doing. I just have to tell a little bit, a little tiny secret for 2022. Go ahead. 21. No, for 2022. Oh. Oh. Oh, hair's falling off. <laughs> Sorry. So for 2022, and you guys can actually be praying about this for us, we want to start doing city tours. And what I mean by that is going, taking a group of people to Boston and doing a real, real history, history tour. tour. We went to Boston. We've been on the Freedom Trail twice. And the first one, I mean, I think we were so in shock. Not that we, were, we didn't figure it, but it was just like. It was led by a 22-year-old college kid who yeah. just graduated. And she was talking all kinds of nonsense that our founders were insurrectionists. Yeah, they were modern-day modern terrorists. Yeah, basically they would be equated to modern day terrorists yep, that the church people were on witch hunts and all these other things. And that most Samuel, of our founders. Yeah. yeah our, Samuel Adams was the greatest atheist that ever lived. And that was when I, I literally don't think our mouth could drop open. Any right. Wider. And I remember I stopped her and I was like, um, on his deathbed, <laughs> he he said that he heavily relied on the merits of Jesus for the remission of his sins. And she said to me, she said his brand of Christianity would be mm -hmm. considered atheism today. Yeah. I'm like. We need to do something. Yeah. We need I mean, to you do got something. these, all these, you have this whole little graveyard in uh, Boston with all these burial, actual, the burial sites of Samuel Adams, Patrick Henry. And then you have the church right around the corner from that, where I believe it was my country, Tis of Thee, was first sang from those steps. James Otis, man, you had some was it? killer yeah, founders. It was yeah. And just like the, um, all the, the actual historical buildings. 
but nobody knows because they're not that's the freedom trail is not teaching true history so we want to eventually put those on and that's kind of for the docket for 2022 is doing city tours and so boston would be the first one so places it would like be, philadelphia it would be like a three-day event yeah. where we would go to specific spots in philadelphia new yeah. york boston we would be in charleston yeah uh in the carolinas we would be virginia so we would do all these tours we what? might just start with boston for right 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 but what i'm saying is we really want to do this and we feel like there's other ministries that do it uh and not, not that i've seen it happen a lot but we want to make this a big focal point because we want to show people what mm-hmm. God can do through a bunch of people yeah. who had no internet. They had no social media campaigns. They li- had no fundraising campaigns. Right, because it's literally hands-on history. Like, you're seen exactly. in those places that God moved. And so that's kind of on the docket if you we're, want to be praying for yes. that with us. That's going to be fun, man. Yeah. Besides, Boston's cool anyway. I yeah. like it there. It's really yeah. fun. So anyways, again, go to the truthcom Be a part of what we're doing. Uh, get our email newsletter as well. Sign up for that on 1776truth.store. Uh, and you guys can find out more. We still got a lot of our information out there. But guys, tune in next week. Uh, because Mike will be back on the podcast. And again, Kara will be on, me, uh, be on with us probably eventually now because everybody seems to love you. Right? So <laughs> we love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Bye. I love you.